Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Building Partnerships, Health Plans, and Community-Based Organizations. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 4, 2018. In this podcast, Paul Castro, former CEO at the Jewish Family Service of LA, discusses community-based organization partnerships in action. Thank you. This is Paul. Um, so I want next slide, please. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Jewish Family Service. Uh, Chris did a little bit on the introduction, but we were JFS is the first was the is the first organized charity in Los Angeles. 1854 was the founding. Um, so as you as you can see, we've been in the in the community a very very long time. Our mission is to strengthen and preserve individual, family, and community life. So for most of our history, we were fairly traditional social work-focused organization, um, but after the Older Americans Act was passed, we began to expand and, and move into areas of older adults and, and persons with disabilities. Um, as an organization, we receive referrals from, from uh, as, and particularly with regards to the work we're talking about from health plans and, and, and health providers, it really focused in on our delivery of social services to participants who have complex, complex needs. Uh, we utilize the case management uh, staffing structure uh, where we assign cases to our, our social workers, and the social workers typically see clients in their homes or in other institutional settings. Uh, as an organization, our funding sources are fairly bare varied. We receive government funding from all levels. We do a lot of private philanthropy. We have a strong fundraising uh, capacity. And then, of course, third-party uh, payers. Uh, next slide, please. Um, Population, we serve about 100,000 individuals annually through a variety of, of uh, service interventions. About a third of those of that number are older adults and, and people with disabilities, and the majority of the older adults are duly eligible beneficiaries. Um, the kind of, little, uh, some of the services we provide, we have senior centers, adult daycare centers. We do case management, as I mentioned, for the persons with disabilities and, and seniors with complex chronic conditions. Uh, we do a lot of health and wellness uh, evidence-based work that helps people become maintain independence and stay in their homes, et cetera. And we also do counseling and support for, for participants, their families, and, and for their caregivers as well. Uh, next slide, please. <clears throat> so we were part of the first class that the SCAN Foundation had uh, in, of their Linkage Lab uh, Learning Collaborative. Uh, we were there from 2012 to 14. Uh, we, we joined the collaborative because we were looking to see how we uh, could engage in this environment that was changing around, particularly around healthcare relationships to community-based organizations as a strategy to build long-term sustainability for the organization uh, and to help us prepare for a landscape that was rapidly changing and really give, gave us the opportunity to evaluate our current model, not of, of organizational model of not only service delivery, but in terms of how we structured our leadership. Uh, so we, part of what we were looking for was to build partnerships with managed care entities uh, and to better meet the needs of our populations as there was a thrust in California to begin to move our constituents, our, our clients into more managed care environments. So to be successful, there was a few things that we needed to recognize. One is that there needed to be a full commitment from executive leadership. So all the executive leadership participated in the learning collaborative. Uh, and, and, and every meeting was, was required and attended by the entire uh, executive team. Um, also, a willingness to take an introspective look at the organizations and, and, and particularly the gaps and the vulnerabilities. An organization that's had a, the history that we've had, 163 years, 
you kind of build over, obviously, over decades, a certain model of how you do things. This was an opportunity for us to rethink where we were at that particular time and hopefully adapt going forward. And then we needed to really evaluate and make investments, both financial and human capital, to support the work that we were trying to accomplish. Next slide, please. So as we looked at our core competencies and the populations that we wanted to identify as being our focus, we, we looked at the, the populations that we had a history of really having, in our minds, an effective intervention with. Older adults with complex case management needs, uh, including adults with functional limitations, uh, participants who are currently in the hospital or recently discharged uh, to the community and at risk of readmission, older adults uh, with disabilities who need linkages community resources, uh, and duly eligible beneficiaries, and then a population that hadn't been traditional, but we began to migrate to with indigent and homeless uh, participants as well. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so we, we, one of the things that we realized is that we needed to maintain a results focus in order to really have serious conversations with health providers. And so we really zeroed in on, on, a, on a few areas. One is that we were focused in on how we would be able to reduce readmission rates reduce length of stay, uh, connect participants to community resources once they left hospitals or other higher levels of care, really utilize our, our core competency and expertise providing case management, and then provide care transition for, for participants who, uh, who, who identified a particular choice and do so in a timely and cost-effective manner. Uh, next slide, please. So at the, at the time, in, in the last few years, California has been really focused in on integrating uh, services to support older adults and, and persons with disabilities. Um, they, they, a coordinated care initiative that emanated from the governor's office mandated that all the programs that have been siloed previously would be integrated into one, popular, uh, one sort of uh, service strategy. So along this line, we began to really become active in terms of trying to influence the policy that occurred. And, with some legislative support, we were able to really have the opportunity to sit down with health plans and other health entities and really talk about partnership. So once we have identified our population and, and really had zeroed in on some of the results we were trying to accomplish, then these conversations with health plans and hospitals uh, really were uh, more fruitful than we had originally anticipated. Obviously, the legislative you know, kind of uh, support was really part of that equation. So once we, once we had conversations, once we were able to really connect with health plans, we were able to sit down and work through and develop contracts with, a, with, with several of them and MOUs uh, and over a two to three month period. Uh, next slide, please. So what our selling point was the competencies that JFS brought to the partnership was our ability to handle complex case management cases in a cost-effective manner uh, and, and to help identify at risk and people who are at risk of rehospitalization or reinstitutionalization. Uh, the ability to provide mandated assessments to determine eligibility, uh, the ability to, uh, to provide information and facilitate referrals to appropriate services and supports when we couldn't provide those uh, directly. Um, so based on the needs of the health care plan, we developed a menu of services uh, and it varied from plan to plan, uh, well, not fundamentally in terms of sort of the nuances and that's for participants with complex care needs. So essentially, we ended up doing psychosocial assessments, care plan development, and implementation of case management. We did eligibility assessments or community-based adult services and health risk assessments. Uh, next slide, please. 
So what we were able to do in these relationships is provide a warm handoff and anchor for the participants of the community. We needed to understand, you know, we had an understanding of the needs of hospitalized participants with complex needs as they, as they were, as they were experiencing mental health disorders, disabilities, homelessness, and others without financial resources as they were going back out of the hospital into the community. Uh, so based on the needs of a specific hospital, we delivered transition support for persons with behavioral health needs and complex case management needs. Uh, care navigators to support the participant in accessing services supports they needed, uh, particularly those who had at risk of rehospitalization or reinstitutionalization. Uh, next slide, please. So one quick, one quick little scenario. Um, so we had at one of our hospitals that we ended up having a contract with is a is a hospital called California Hospital. This hospital is one that serves the downtown Skid Row area of Los Angeles, where there's a very, very substantial uh, chronically mentally ill homeless population. The way we got connected to this partnership is that some of the staff at California Hospital knew us from our other partnerships at, at our other hospitals, and when they moved to California, they invited us to sit down and talk about a strategy to deal with this population that was inundating their emergency rooms and other services. So they were looking to have to see whether the model that we had worked with them in another environment that was focused on older adults would actually work uh, with a population that was chronically mentally ill. So we, we focused in on that population. Our social workers are on the streets, you know, going to, uh, you know, tent communities in downtown Los Angeles, and we're really looking at how we can Great interventions with this population that would reduce their, build, their their need to utilize services at California Hospital. Um, so it is an ongoing uh, uh, project. It's, uh, we have funding from a foundation to support it, but it is something that we are learning a lot about, and I think the, the data at the end of the three-year pilot will be very, very interesting. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so one of the reasons why this work is important is that, you know, Historically, community-based organizations were in one silo, healthcare systems were in another silo, and while there was some connection in terms of referral, there wasn't really an ability to really sit down and look at the full needs of the participants uh, and, and the complex care management needs they may have. So building these partnerships with, with health plans and hospitals gave us, and having access to increased resources, really gave us the opportunity to really have an impact on the healthcare side as well coming in from the CBO side. So, you know, we have our focus on delivering services in a timely and effective manner. We're able to reduce readmissions to inpatients uh, or nursing home facilities, reduce lengths of stay, and facilitate communication between facilities and appropriate healthcare providers and relink participants to community resources, which we find is really one of the more important aspects of the work that we do. Uh, next slide, please. So lessons learned, uh, just in a, very briefly. Um, it's important that for a CBO is to build the partnerships around their core companies. Make sure that, that your work and make sure that your work with the healthcare partners is mission congruent. Um, if, you know, we are historically a, a charity. Do things for individuals out of the goodness of our hearts or, or, you know, really just there to do whatever a client needs. So moving into this work where there are, it's a, there's a different framework and more, more constraints in terms of the kinds of work you might do, uh, it's important that your board and your staff are clear about uh, why you're doing it and how it fits into your culture. So don't assume that the organ's cultural is ready for these kinds of partnerships. You need to assess early and periodically determine the readiness for the partnering. Be creative in aligning your service models with the needs of the healthcare partner. Meet them halfway. They have, they don't as they get to know you and you get to know them. You'll find that there are things that you can do to create a common ground in terms of 
how you operate and deliver services, and then keep key key stakeholders uh, engaged throughout the new business activity so everybody's aware of how you're doing that. So next step for JFS is that uh, we want to really build off the experience we've had the last five years and defining our niche in a market that's serving high-risk, difficult, and complex participants. It's clear that for the health, particularly the health plans, they're most interested in in CBOs uh, from from our experience who who can really take the high-risk individuals who are are really, really costing them the most money. Um, You know, there are other entities that can deal with the less intensive levels of of, of, of participants who don't have necessarily need the interventions as deep as this. So it is, it is something that's starting to, to emerge as being our, um, as our niche. It, what comes with that is making sure that we can uh, really, uh, co- you know, put together a pricing structure that covers our costs. Um, so, so let me stop there. I know I've, I've pretty much, I think I've run out of my time, but um, so anyway, so thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Loon Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.